Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Monday, September 19th, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Oh, how's everyone doing? How's the weekend? How was the weekend? You know, it's interesting. Do you... Does anyone out there get frustrated by apps changing all the time without you even knowing it? Like you'll look one minute and the app will have one design. Then you'll look the other minute, the next minute, and the app will have a different design. And there was no, it didn't download again. It didn't reinstall. You didn't uh, uninstall it, then install it again. It's just like all of a sudden it changes like on you for, for no reason. Um, I bring that up simply because as I do my first show of the week here on call-in, the app design has changed. Not the, when, when I go into the app to go live, everything has changed. Like all the fonts have changed. The, the, uh, there's now the, the mic where the mic used to be. The mute mic has changed from the bottom right to the bottom left. There's now this weird invite plus button, which allows you to, I guess, invite people. I don't want to touch any of this stuff. I'm afraid I'll, I'll, I'll disconnect here. But uh, then there's like a thumbs up. I guess I can give myself an emoji. I don't know. Then it says more with the three dots. It all changed. It just all of a sudden it just changed over the weekend. And I don't know why. And I guess another thing, that a pet peeve of mine is that most of the time, like these apps are fine. Like the design is fine. I guess this all started with Facebook and Twitter, right? Constantly changing their designs every year or so. They would all of a sudden change the layout and they would change everything and they would change the options. They would change the buttons on there. And I don't understand why it had to be done. Maybe, you know, they employ people. And when you employ people and you pay people, you have to make them do things. So you can't just, you know, there's a saying, there's an old saying, it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And uh, it seems like they're always fixing things that ain't broke. And then you have to get used to the new layout. And then, oh, you get used to the new layout and they, they change it again on you. You know, I know someone who shops at, uh, at Costco and they tell me that's what Costco constantly does. Like you'll go one week and you'll know exactly where everything is. Like the potato chips will be in a certain section. The sneakers will be in a certain section. The overpriced, you know, uh, uh, tablets will be in a different section. And then all of a sudden they go back the next week and everything is like changed around. Now, why did they do that? They're just a fuck with you. They didn't want to just fuck with us. Or is it one of these, you know, uber capitalist things where it's like they don't want you to get too used to seeing the same things. They want you to shop around. They want to put other things in your eyesight. I'm guessing that's probably what it is. I'm guessing it all comes down to making more money. It's not just to fuck around with people. So it's that's that's always very confusing. That's what I like about like the drugstores I go into. I know exactly where everything is. I know exactly my local drugstore. I know exactly where everything's going to be when I can go blindfolded and find everything. So it's very unsettling. It's very unsettling when, uh, when things are, you know, moved around, uh, all over the place. Um, so yeah, so anyway, that's just a little, I guess, uh, you know, a pet peeve of mine that, um, that, you know, you can't seem to. Oh, you can't seem to get used to everything. Everything's. I guess the only thing that's constant. The only thing that's constant is change. The only thing that is constant is change, and um, so I guess they're always having to uh, to change things on us. Always having to change things on us. Okay, so um, 
there's that. There's my pet peeve. Starting out the week with a with a pet peeve of mine. Um, and uh, and there's another button here where I can add music now. Everything's changed. Look at this. There's like a, a music sign with a plus. I guess that means I can bring in music or something. Oh, who knows? I like the old way. Bring the old way. Hey, call in. Bring the old way back. I'm a creature of habit. I'm a creature of habit. Okay, so what uh, what's going on? What's going on in the world? Well, Joe Biden. Anyone see that sixty Minutes interview with Joe Biden, where the the, the interview is like, "Oh, you're like the best ever." I mean, he must well be. There must as well be like um, sort of voce, like a voice that just in the background. That's like, Joe, you're the best ever, Joe. You're the best ever, Joe. You're the best ever. Because that's basically what the interview was. It was like telling Biden how great he was. You see, when he says there was there going to be a strike, uh, President Biden, there was going to be a strike. Uh, the union was going to strike. Uh, and therefore, there'd be no Amtrak and there'd be no freight train service. And, and, and you avoided that. How did you? How did you avoid that? How did you do such a great thing? Like Biden at any fucking now this this guy is like a seasoned veteran supposed journalist. He doesn't know that Joe Biden had absolutely no nothing to fucking do with that strike not happening. He doesn't know that. He thinks the president of the United States is responsible for the strike not happening. Now we know that the guy can't be that fucking dumb. The guy can't be that fucking dumb. So he knows that. He knows the president of the United States is not responsible, yet he wants to suck up to the president so badly because like everyone else in the mainstream media, he's a Democrat, he's a liberal. So he wants to suck up to him. Now, if that was Donald Trump, he never would have said that. He never would have said, how did you, the great Donald Trump, avoid this? He would say, he would say, he would either not even talk about it at all, not even talk about it, or he would make a point that the president doesn't doesn't have any responsibility in that kind of thing. And Donald Trump had no idea what was going on and had nothing to do with it. But of course, it's the great Democrat Joe Biden. So, um, yeah, so that, you know, he uh, uh, he gave him all the credit in the world. You did it, Joe. You're the one who you're the one who stopped it, Joe. You're the one who stopped this 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 strike. You did it. You're the best, Joe. Well, anyway. Um, so showing the bias, bias of the news media, obviously, obviously the bias of the news media when they do things like that, it was, you know, kiss ass interview, kiss ass interview. And, uh, and Joe Biden, uh, will only do interviews that are kiss ass interviews. You know what I'm saying? He'll only talk about, he'll, he'll only do interviews where they ask him, what's your favorite ice cream, Joe? You know, when you know, it's going to be friendly. Which he should do more interviews because every media outlet other than maybe Fox News would be – is totally kiss-ass to him. So I don't know why he doesn't do more of these. They all kiss his ass. They all kiss his and, – and, and 60 Minutes is known. 60 Minutes is known to do a, an editing job where they just edit out anything they don't like. Anything that doesn't fit the narrative of the 60 Minutes producers and the executive of the 60 Minutes, they just, they just uh, you know, uh, edit it out. This has been a problem with 60 Minutes, you know. I think 2020 also, but certainly 60 minutes um, where they just edit the way they want. So Biden knows that if he's doing an interview on 60 minutes, he could stumble. He can make mistakes. He can. It doesn't matter. Like he does all the time when he's doing 
you know, press conferences or is doing speeches, but they'll just edit it out for him. They're not going to make the president look bad. They would make Donald Trump look bad, but they're not going to make Joe Biden look bad. So I don't know why Biden doesn't do more of these interviews. I really don't. So he does this interview, obviously, 50 days before an election. And he says, you know, after his ass is kissed that Joe Biden single-handedly stopped the freight train strike. Um, they ask him uh, about COVID, and I guess he said something to the effect of COVID's over. I have proclaimed COVID over. Now, this is not a shock. Now, this pissed off people on all sides. Me, being on the more conservative, anti, anti-Democrat side, I'm pissed off. As I, know, I know it's all politically motivated. And the, the people on the left, the Democrats, who are still COVID maniacs, which are most of them, also know it's politically motivated. Now, we're coming at it from different directions. The Democrats slash progressives who are upset at Biden for declaring COVID being over are mad because they believe he's doing it for the election, right? So people can say, oh, Joe Biden ended COVID. Let's go vote for Democrats. So that's pissing off a lot of especially progressives. The establishment Democrats want him to do that. He was told to say that by Ron Klain. But the progressives are mad. The, you know, the, the, the Bernie Krat progressive anti-Democrat, anti-establishment, anti-Biden crew on the left, they're pissed off because they think he's just, they're afraid COVID. They think COVID is going to be around forever. They believe it's going to be around forever. They're still wearing masks and getting 25 vaccinations. And so they think he's doing it simply because he wants to get people to the polls in November thinking, oh, Joe Biden and the Democrats have ended COVID. Now, my side, what I believe is a little different. Yes, he's doing it politically. And yes, I'm, yeah, I, I say there's definitely an aspect to it where people will be like, oh, Joe Biden is a Democrat and the Democrats ended COVID. Let's vote for Democrats. It's simple-minded Americans, simple-minded shit-lib voters. I believe there's a part of that. But I think it's more sinister. And this is the part the progressives, the anti-Biden left, won't admit to. I believe Biden's doing it so people don't think about what the Democrats, what Biden and Democrats did to this country for the last two and a half years. It's behind us. It's in the rear view mirror. And you don't have to worry about future lockdowns and vaccine mandates and masking. You don't have to worry about that anymore because COVID's over. So if you're afraid, if you if if you actually remember that Democrats did that to us for two and a half years, don't worry about it anymore, people, because COVID's over. So if you if if you're taking that into consideration, which should be your only well, let's put your major consideration in November. If you're thinking, you take that in consideration, voting for Republicans because of what Democrats did with their lockdown policies and all that crap that we know was terrible and hurt people and killed people, don't worry about it. It's not going to happen anymore because I say COVID is over. Don't worry. It's a thing of the past. Bullshit. As soon as Democrats win, which they won't, but if they did, if Biden got his way, believe me, the election's over on what? November, the night of November 8th, we're hitting into the heart of the flu season. Maybe another variant of COVID, maybe another Omicron BA 7058.1. Believe me, they'll be so emboldened by winning, they will absolutely do all of the above again. But Joe Biden wants you to believe he's proclaimed COVID over, so you don't need to even consider that. That doesn't need to be one of your issues in November. What the Democrats did to us and what they might again, don't worry about it. COVID's over. Thing of the past. Move on. That's the main reason why Biden's doing this. Because he knows there are people like me. There are people with common sense out there who are saying, 
Look at what the Democrats did to us the last two and a half years. Are we going to give them carte blanche to do this again? Are we going to do this? Are we going to vote them in again to tell them, well, what they did to us for the last two and a half years, the raping of us is fine. Do it again if you need to, if you feel like you need to. That's what Joe Biden doesn't want people thinking about. And it's, it's issue number one for this voter. And it's going to be issue number one for a lot of Republicans and independents and even some Democrats who vote for Republicans this time. But Joe wants you to forget about all of that. COVID, pretend it didn't happen. It was a bad two and a half year dream. It was a bad two and a half year dream. So the Democrats, understand this, people. The Democrats don't need COVID. They don't need an actual emergency of any kind to do the lockdowns and the masking and the passports. They, they do it because they can. And they can have power and control over you. Okay, they can have power they care about. They want to have power and control over you. So someone said to me on Twitter, but COVID was over a long time ago. Well, yeah, but that doesn't matter. Forget about the word COVID. Forget about it. It's just they will do lockdowns and they will do masking. And it might be a a slightly watered down version or maybe not. Or maybe they'll give it a year and then do it again after a year's passed. The fact of the matter is, is that they will do it again because they can. And if they have voted in again, they will take that as the voters simply saying, you did the right thing for two and a half years. You did the right thing. If you, need, if, you, if you feel you need to do it again, whether it's the day after the election or six months or a year and a half after the election, feel free to do it. And they'll have the power to do it. So Biden wants us to put, that out of your, put it out of your mind. COVID's over. It's not, you know, when they give the exit polls after um, an election and they say these are the issues the voters were most concerned with, Biden wants to make sure COVID isn't one of the top five. He wants to make sure it's not even there because he knows he fucked up. He knows the Democrats screwed up. He knows Ron DeSantis did it right. And just about everyone else did it wrong, especially Biden knows this. Okay, he knows this. He knows day by day by day we're learning more and more that Ron DeSantis did everything exactly right and the Democrats did everything exactly wrong. And it's so screwed up that they extend. So Biden proclaims COVID's over. And yet the, the, the state of emergency is extended until January of next year. So if COVID's over, why, is your, why are the people that work for you, the health departments that work for you, Declaring a state of emergency for another six, four or five months. Why? It's COVID's over, isn't it? This show screwed up the Biden administration. The Democrats' response has been: one hand doesn't know what the other hand's doing, <clears throat> so to speak. I mean, you got the exact same time. Your president, your leader, is saying COVID's over. You're extending the state of emergency to next year. It really, it really, it, it shows how screwed up the Democrats are. Really how they truly have no clue what they're doing, how they picked this all out of their butt for the last two and a half years. And we know it. Every, every step of the way with this COVID, they picked it out of their ass. Every step of the way, every little thing, from washing your hands to hand sanitizer to washing your groceries to six feet of distance to all of the stuff, to wearing masks indoors and outdoors, then just indoors and then just indoors in certain places, and then two masks and one mask and N95 and then... Come on, every little, every little thing they just picked out of their ass as they went along. 
And we know that. Once again, coming back to Joe Biden's proclamation on national television that COVID's over. 50 days before the election. How convenient that is. Just forget about it. It doesn't need to be an issue of yours going into the voting booth. Now, Joe Biden doesn't want any major issue to be an issue of yours. But he'll start with COVID, right? And then he'll lie about the economy. They'll do a dance. They'll do a party at the White House. A party about, oh, we've won. The the economy's better. Everyone's thriving. Oh, America forward. Oh, how happy. We're all going to party on the same day. That inflation is at 8.3%. They thought it was going to go down. It didn't. 8.3%. And the stock market dropped over 1,000 points. On the exact same day, inflation is 83 Remember, it was like one and a half when Joe Biden took over the office of Donald Trump. The exact day, it's 8.3, and the stock market drops 1,000. He's partying, these Democrats. It shows how out of touch these elitists are. He's partying. Well, everyone else is crying. So that's Joe Biden's other issue. Okay, the economy. Don't believe your eyes. Don't believe your pocketbook. Don't, but believe me, it's everything's great. Don't you having a party? Don't worry about the inflation number and the stock market dropping. We're having a party. We're having a party. Everybody's singing the song. Dancing to the music and listening to the radio. So that's what he's saying. So that, that, that's his other issue. Okay, the economy, if it's your issue going to election, Democrats have done, I've done a great job. Democrats have done a bang-up job on the economy. Forget that the inflation is seven points higher than it was when Donald Trump was president. Forget that. Forget that. Forget that gas is a buck, depending where you live, buck and a half, many places higher than it was when Donald Trump took office. Forget about that period where it was like two and a half bucks, where you had to spend all that money you didn't have. Forget about that. I'm telling you, the economy's great. Don't worry about that. So issue by issue, he's lying, obviously. Issue by issue, he's lying because they can't talk issues. I'm on Twitter today, and I'm looking through my feed, and I see that Fetterman, Festerman, I like to call him, is claiming that Dr. Oz is pro-incest. And then there's some blurb about first cousins or second cousins. or I don't know what the hell it was about. But just the fact that he's talking about that shows that Democrats don't really, first of all, people, listen, come on, folks, uh, Festerman, uh, has he looked in the mirror? Is, it, is this the guy who wants to talk about incest? I think not. I think not. But he has nothing to talk about. He doesn't have real issues. Democrats don't have actual issues to talk about. He thinks people wake up in the morning thinking about, is, is the, are these candidates for incest or not? I mean... Look, it's so absurd. These are absurd smoke screens. They don't want to talk. Democrats can't talk about issues. They can't talk about what they did for the last two and a half years of, with COVID. They can't talk about their lockdowns. They can't talk about their vaccine mandates. They can't talk about gas prices or inflation or education. They can't talk about anything. So all they can do is lie and spin, lie and spin. COVID's over. It was the Republicans that wanted the schools closed. Remember that gem? Um, all they can do is lie. The economy's great. The world's doing so well. Look, I know both parties lie, especially when it comes to election time, but I've never seen such blatant lying like this, which either is just total desperation, like, like Fetterman talking about incest, or 
their voters are so dumb. And I think that's it. I really do. Now, I think they thought their voters were dumb before COVID. But I think they saw what they got away with, with Democratic voters and liberals for two and a half years. I think that was like, in a way, a social experiment. The whole thing might have been a social experiment. Let's see how dumb these people are. Let's see how much we can dupe them and how long we can dupe them. And it went swimmingly well. I mean, most liberals and Democrats, if they've asked questions at all, it took them maybe two years to even start asking questions. So they said that went well. Now let's apply that to everything else. Let's say COVID's over. Let's say the economy's great. Let's say uh, Oz loves incest. Let's, and they'll believe all of this stuff. All I have to do is say, it's like with COVID, right? Masking. We're going to say this is the reality. Forget about the actual reality. This is our Democrat reality. And they know a large chunk of their voters will go for it. Like in Pennsylvania. I saw a tweet. Someone said, how can anyone in Pennsylvania think about voting for this guy who can't put two words together without slurring? has lived off his parents till 50 years old, never had a real job other than politics. How could you vote for him over an accomplished doctor and then an accomplished TV guy? Someone who's been accomplished his entire life and actually dresses like a human being, not a slob. How could you? And I said, of course they can vote for him. He's got a D next to his name. It's the cult of Democrat. It don't matter especially in the age of Trump. It don't matter. Things got to be really bad. I mean, when I say really bad, I mean, look at New York State. Kathy Hochul and Lee Zeldin. Now, to think a Republican would win in New York State, it happened with, with George Pataki, but this was all pre-Trump, right? But to think that a Republican can win in New York State post-Trump it is incredible, but it's looking like a possibility, not a likelihood, but a possibility. Now you're saying to me, Mike, but doesn't that go against your cult of Democrat? Well, not really, because like I said, things have to be really bad, like uh, people afraid to go walk down the street, people afraid of their lives, people afraid to uh, go to a restaurant, people afraid to get gas because they're going to get carjacked, people afraid they're going to get shot in the middle of the street for no reason. Then, then, that's why people always said it's the economy stupid, and it is, but it's also crime stupid, and I think it's crime stupid. Trump's, if you will, is the economy stupid. Because with the economy, people worry, yes, can I afford to eat out? Can I afford Can I afford this or that? But they're not thinking, am I going to get killed tomorrow? And with crime, and as bad as it is in places like New York City, people think, am I going to survive simply walking in the streets? And that trumps the economy. So things have to be really bad. And in Pennsylvania, obviously, crime is not the issue. It probably is a little bit in Philly, but that's about it, right? But in New York State, New York City, which is, of course, a huge chunk of New York State, crime is a huge issue. And that's why the Republican can possibly break through the cult of Democrat there. But it's going to be tough in a lot of these places where people are not like worried about their their safety and their, and, and their actual, am I going to live through this week? In a lot of these places, these rural places especially, they don't worry about that kind of stuff. But the cult of Democrat is very strong. It doesn't matter if this guy can't put two sentences together. It doesn't matter the way he looks. It doesn't matter he doesn't want to debate. It doesn't matter he can't talk about real issues. 
Um, it's the cult of Democrat. I think if Oz brought, if Oz had said something like, just look at Fetterman, he's for incest. He'd be killed. The left media would destroy him. The cult of Democrat in Pennsylvania would destroy him. They would call him a low life, low blow. When they go low, we go high. Yeah, right, Democrats. Yeah, yeah. When we go low, when they go low, we go high. Sure, more bullshit. So, but because a Democrat accused the Republican of being for incest, that's fine. Because the cult of Democrat, even though Republicans have made inroads in Pennsylvania, the cult of Democrat is still very strong. It's still, you know, 200,000, 200,000 more Democrats registered to vote than Republicans because of Philadelphia. And so that's, he can get away with it. He can get away with it. Another thing that Republicans can get away with, Democrats can get away with, it seems, especially in places that are north of the border, the southern border, north of South Tech, north of Texas, north of Arizona, north of Georgia, Florida, is the idea that Ron DeSantis is kidnapping people. Here's Democrat logic. An administration that allow, has allowed 2 million people, the most people ever in the calendar year, to cross the border. And a lot of those people, see, when you have open borders like that, you're talking about fentanyl coming across the border. You're talking about human trafficking. You're talking about actual kidnapping happening across the border. Children, sex slavery, sex kidnapping. This happens with an open border. So according to Democrats, that's fine. Two, remember, two million people. Forget about terrorists that also cross the border. But we're going we're gonna to stay on kidnapping and, and sex trafficking because that's what they're accusing DeSantis of by sending 50 5-0 migrants to Martha's Vineyard, one of the nicest, wealthiest places in the country, if not the world. That's kidnapping. Asking people if they want to go somewhere or giving them a choice of place to go and them going on the bus, giving two thumbs up, thumbs up, that's kidnapping. But the Democrats allowing for an open border and allowing fentanyl and drugs and sex traffickers and kidnappers to kidnap children and allow that to happen across the border by the hundreds of thousands, that's absolutely fine. We're not going to prosecute Biden. We're not going to prosecute the Biden administration for kidnapping and sex trafficking and drug dealing, but we're going to go after DeSantis and try to arrest him for kidnapping, for sending 50 people to Martha's Vineyard. Once again, not even sending. All of these governors have asked, asked, they ask, they get, they sign off these people. Do you want to go here? Yeah, sure. Here's the choice of five places. Where do you want to go? I want to go there. Okay. That's kidnapping. As they smile and eat and drink and smile as they get on the bus and smile and take selfies as they get off the bus. That's kidnap. Because kidnap people kidnapped always do that, right? That's normal, right? Thumbs up. This is how sick these Democrats are. Really. This this is I, I, I say hypocrisy, I say double standard, but there's a very there's, there's a sickness to this. There's a sinister sickness to this. That all they care about is playing politics. All they care about is playing politics. Now, you can make the point that a governor like Abbott or DeSantis sending people to New York or Chicago or D.C. or Martha's Vineyard is political. Yes, 
because they want the left to feel what they feel. There's actually a point to it. And it's not cynical or sinister. It's simply wanting the left to feel the way they feel and to show, to expose the left for which utter elitist hypocrites they are. That when 50 people are sent to one city or 150 people are sent to a city of 8 million, they go apoplectic, apoplectic. Yet the hundreds of thousands of people that cross the border, those little towns on the southern border, like in South Texas, these towns of 30,000 are getting twice as many as people, twice as many residents, twice as many immigrants than residents are flooding their towns, okay? Yet Martha's Vineyard of a population of whatever it may be, 50, 60,000, they can't deal with 50 people. New York City with 8 million can't deal with 500 people. This is the point that Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott are trying to make, and they're making it brilliantly. Because Ron DeSantis knew. He said, if they go to Martha's Vineyard, watch them get apoplectic about it. And they did. Now, these are sanctuary cities. Ron DeSantis has never said Florida's sanctuary. In fact, he said specifically, we're not a sanctuary state. Abbott has said, we're not a sanctuary state. So it's very consistent to say we don't want immigrants here. But Martha's Vineyard and Massachusetts and New York City and Chicago and San Francisco, they have said we are sanctuary states. We are sanctuary cities. We want them. We welcome them. Biden, when he ran for office, said, oh, the U.S. can afford to bring another two or three million. So why aren't they why aren't they happy to receive them? They're so inept, the Democrats. They're so they're such hypocrites. They're such elitist scum that they don't even see the opportunity to one up Santos by accepting them happily. Thank you, Ron DeSantis. Thank you. You know, we're happy to share the burden. DeSantis would have kind of lost if they did that, but he knew they wouldn't do that because they're such elitists because they say one thing, but they do another. They say one thing, but they believe another. They say they love immigrants, but they hate them. They like them in Texas. They like them in Florida. They like them in Arizona. They don't want them in their neighborhood. And DeSantis knew that. He knew that reflectively, their, their, their reflex would be, their reflex would be to say, we don't, we can't deal with this. You're being evil. You're being evil. Well, elitism, privilege, however you want to state it. Not in my backyard is kind of elitism and privilege. My high, my high, living on a high horse, saying, you mask, we don't have to mask. You lock down, we don't have to lock down. Is this, is this familiar? You take the immigrants. We, do, we, do, we don't have to. We were in the north. You're in the south. You're there. We're here. He knew they would do this. And they did it to a T. It's like his script. It's like he wrote the script and they followed it. Because they couldn't help themselves. They couldn't help themselves. And they're all doing the same thing. You have Eric Adams saying, oh, that's it. We're full. We're, we're full. Because a thousand or so came in, the city of eight million, you're full. So why aren't those Texas towns, those towns of 25,000 people and a sheriff, why aren't they full? 
Why can't they say we're full? Close the border up. Why is why are they being xenophobic? Why are they being selfish and mean? But you're not. When you have said, I don't. These are sanctuary cities. Do they know what the word sanctuary means? Why don't you look it up? If you listening, look up the word sanctuary. If they're calling themselves sanctuary cities, why are they sending delegates down to the border to lobby these people to come to their cities? I don't understand. They love these people. They want them to come in. Biden said we can afford another two million. When he said we, did he mean Delaware? Did he mean D.C.? Did he mean his house? Did he mean the White House? No. He meant McLaren, Texas. Them. I say they should do it. I'm the elitist, privileged Democrat, millionaire, multimillionaire. I say they should deal with it because they live there. So they decided to live there. So they should deal with it. No, don't break. I don't want to deal with it. It's just an incredible hypocrisy. A maddening hypocrisy. Like I said, D.C., New York, here in San Francisco, London Breed, the mayor, put out these welcoming ambassadors in the city. Where people, tourists can come in. And these people hang out in the corners in the touristy areas and give people directions like concierges. Fine. That's fine. I think your city should be, you should be taking care of crime and homelessness before you do that, but whatever. So why aren't these cities sending these kinds of people down to the border with brochures, right? Like, like tourism brochures. Come to, come here. No, hey, DC, don't go to DC. Come to San Francisco. Don't go to Chicago. Come to New York. No, Martha's Vineyard wants you. Forget about that big city. Come here. Why aren't they doing that? You would think they would love to do that. Lobby these people to come to their sanctuary city. But of course they're not. Do as I say, not as as I do. Not in my backyard. NIMBY. That's what these people are all about. And DeSantis do it. It was like, and this is why they hate him so much. It was such an... It was such an easy serve, right? It was easy. It was easy. It's like you're playing tennis and you have like 120 mile an hour serve, ace. He knew it. He knew it. It was in baseball, they call it a can of corn, an easy fly ball, an easy pop-up. He knew it. He knew how they'd react. And they reacted exactly why, how he wanted. This is why DeSantis needs to be the head of the Republican Party. DeSantis needs to be the nominee. No one else. Not Nikki Haley, not Donald Trump, no one else. Ron DeSantis, because he knows exactly what to do and how to do it. He was right on COVID. He's right on the immigration. And it burns the Democrats' ass how right he is. It burns their ass. The more right he is, the more they want to do him in. The more right he is, the more they want to do him in. That's why they target him. Let's face it. Abbott has sent probably 50 times as many people around the country as DeSantis has. Oh, by the way, those flights, by the way, those 2 a.m. flights where Biden was flying in immigrants, flying in migrants to New York State, flying in migrants to Florida. Remember that? DeSantis was even talking about that. That's that's fine. That's not kidnapping. That's not that's not that's not politically motivated. That's not cynical politics. 
that's fine. But sending 50 people to Martha's Vineyard, oh, you should lock the guy up. These people are insane. They're insane, but they're doing it on purpose. Like I said, they're not going after Abbott. Why aren't they going after Abbott when he has sent 50 times many people around the country as Ron DeSantis has? Why? Because Abbott is not the threat to them that Ron DeSantis is. Abbott's not the threat to them that DeSantis is for 2024. That's why. Plus, they know that Beto's the moron is not going to win anyway. So it's pointless to target Abbott. No, they're going after DeSantis because DeSantis is the guy who is the threat to them. That's why they're doing it. Everything they do is po- political. Then they have the nerve to say what Ron DeSantis is doing is political. So, like I said, this is this all has to play into what happens in November. They, you have to be punished for doing these things. You have to be punished. There has to be punishment for this stuff. There has to be punishment for this kind of elitism and privilege and utter hypocrisy and double standards. There must be punishment. People must say in large numbers, this is not the way we want it to be. This is not the way it's going to be. This is not the way it's going to be. And COVID's not over. Why is COVID not over? Not because nature says it's not over. Not because the virus is like, I'm not, I'm, I'm still here. That's not it. That's my COVID virus voice. No, it's not over because Democrats will never let it be over. If you reelect them, COVID will make a huge rebound, a huge comeback. And then people, people say, oh, well, no, Biden just said it's over. Well, <laughs> yeah, like he cares. Remember, Biden also said in July of, of 2021, if you get these vaccines, you ain't going to get COVID. Did he give a shit? Does he give a shit that people are playing tape showing that? No. So he's not going to care if I, if Mike Cachopoli or, some, or someone on Fox News, because, you know, MSNBC and CNN won't do it, plays the video. If the Democrats bring back mandates and such, we'll play the video in December or January of Biden saying in September COVID's over. He won't care. He lies. He's a lifetime liar. The guy's done nothing but lie for half a century. He doesn't care if there's video. He doesn't care if there's audio. He doesn't care if there's receipts. He doesn't give a shit. During the primary against Sanders, we had video of of. of of Biden saying on the Senate floor, when he was a senator, I voted not one time to get rid of Social Security, not twice, not three times, but four times to cut Social Security. We have video over and over up the ass. Did he care? No. He went on the debate stage of Bernie and said he never said it. And Bernie got apoplectic because he's not a fucking liar the way Biden is. And Bernie said at that debate, people at home, go on YouTube. And Biden's like, I never said it, Jack. Never said it, Jack. A video of him saying, I didn't just try to try, try to cut it once. I tried to cut it twice. I tried to cut it three times. I tried to cut it four times. Video. And he says, I never said that. Because he's a fucking liar. He's a sociopathic liar. And that's what sociopathic liars do. They don't care if there's evidence of them lying. They don't know if millions of people know they're a liar. They don't care. They can't help themselves. Biden is a lifelong liar. On Social Security, on Medicare, on abortion, on Roe v. Wade, on COVID, on vaccines. He just lies. 
He says whatever he has to at that moment to get out of the room alive, so to speak. He doesn't care if you play a tape a week later, a month later, or two years later. Doesn't care. Doesn't care. Malarkey. Malarkey, Jack. Malarkey, Jack. He's a scumbag. And now he's an old, demented, Alzheimer-ridden scumbag. So he's not going to care if in November or December we played a tape saying he said COVID's over when Democrats bring it back and bring back mandates and such. He's not going to care. He won't care. <clears throat> so you got to take care of business in 50 days. I'm going to be talking about this every day now until November 8th. you got to take care of business. They have to know that lying has consequences, that double standards have consequences, that wokeness has consequences, that privilege and elitism has consequences. They have to know there are consequences. I don't care about the Republicans, you see. I don't care. The Democrats have to know there are consequences for what they've done for the last two and a half years. They have to know that or they'll keep doing this over and over again. If you want to call in, you can. Monday's always a, Monday night's always a weird night for, for calls. You know, I know a guy who does a radio show in New York, and he told me the same thing. The first night of the week, Monday show, is always the worst for calls because people are like, they forget, the, they forget the week exists. They forget the week starts. It's like people seem to want a third weekend day before they really, on Tuesday, I guess that's human nature, right? People go to work on Monday, take Mondays off sometimes. They go on a Monday, they're like not really into it. Then come Tuesday, they start getting into it a little bit more. But if you want to call in, you can. If you want to talk about anything, I'm going to come through my Twitter feed to see if there's anything else I was looking to talk about today. Oh, let's see what's going on. Let's see what else is going on in the world. Let's see what's going on. Oh, yeah, we, we now see that um, that the most vaccinated, according to the CDC, 100%. Here, listen to this, another one. According to the CDC, 100% of the elderly, 100%, all of them, <laughs> have received at least one COVID shot. 92% are fully vaccinated. Think about that. 92% of the elderly are fully vaccinated and 71% are boosted. Far higher rates than any other demographic. Somehow, though, the elderly currently account for a record 89% of COVID deaths reported. Why is that? If they're the most vaccinated and the most boosted, 100%. Have at least one shot of the miracle drug, of the miracle vaccine. Yet nine out of ten deaths are elderly. Why is that? What do you think? I'm gonna play Jeopardy music. Well, okay, I'll answer it. One, because the vaccines don't work. That's pretty obvious, right? The vaccines worked. The elderly would be the least. They had the least amount of deaths, right? Because they're the most vaccinated. Follow my logic here. The most vaccinated, so if the vaccines worked, they had the least deaths. But they are the most vaccinated, and they have the most deaths. So the vaccine doesn't work. That's one. And two, just like from day one of COVID, the elderly are the ones who are dying the most. Because they have pre-existing conditions, because they have diabetes, because they're obese, because they're old. Not to be offensive, but they're old. 
They're more likely to die of basically anything. And since day one, this has been mostly a death of the elderly. Average death was what? 80, 81. That's never changed from March of 2020 to now. This is what we've told people from the beginning. But the problem is, is that so this is what we told people from the beginning, that the, the most vulnerable people with immune compromised systems and the elderly, and especially the elderly who have immune compromised systems, which is most of the elderly, they're the ones you target. But there was no there's no targeting to do. What are they going to do? Just stay home for the last five years of their lives and die at home and never go out? They, you can't target them with the vaccines because the vaccines don't work. The masks don't work. None of this worked. None of it works. So there was no targeting to do. It is what it is. Sounds terrible. That sounds terrible, but that's, that's truth. It is what it is. But once again, if these vaccines worked, they'd work people who got the most of them, who got, who got all the boosters and vaccines, and they're the ones dying the most. I understand logic doesn't matter. I understand facts and math and science. and doesn't matter. I get it. I know that doesn't matter with the left, the Democrats. doesn't matter. Masks work. Vaccines work. Shut up. COVID's over. Right. Okay. That's right. So there's that also. According to the CDC, adults get an average of two to three colds per year. <laughs> so how long are we going to be obsessed about what kind of cold, what kind of cold it is? That's right. And when are people going to stop announcing they have a cold? So the average adult gets two or three colds per year. So is this going to go on forever? People going to announce they have a fucking cold? Like on Twitter, I got a cold. I have a cold. Who cares? I don't care. It's 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 amazing. It truly is amazing. Here's an announcement. If you are in the San Francisco area, the Bay Area, and I'll announce this every show this week, um, Friday night, we're going to be gathering. Obviously, there's only people in the San Francisco area, unless you want to fly out here just for that. I doubt you want to. We're going to be gathering at a, at a, uh, a place called Upsider, a restaurant called Upsider. It's on, I believe, Sutter and Poke. At around 7 p.m., Friday night, this Friday night, 7 p.m., a bunch of us are going to be gathering. If you'd like to come in and have a meet and greet with me, no, well, not really with me, but if you're going to hang out and have a good time, um, Upsider's a good place. Upsider's been a very good place. I'll leave it at that. They've been a very good place for the last two and a half years. So we're going to be hanging out there. And if you'd like to come, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, Ian Miller, the author of Unmasked, Biden declaring the pandemic over at the same time that HHS extends the public health emergency again is just about the perfect summarization of this administration's complete incompetence at handling COVID. As I was saying, yes, one hand doesn't know what the other hand's doing. One hand doesn't know the, the, the political end, doesn't know what the science end, the science end, the political end, the, they mix and match. And what we have is basically the science of politics, right? The political science. That's all we've had for the last two and a half years. Not the actual science, but the political science. Thomas Massey, another great follow on Twitter, says Biden's vax mandates are based on two shots that never prevented infection. 
have long since worn off and were targeted at a variant that's no longer circulating. So what they're saying is, let's like all these cities like New York, let's, let's bring back all these people, right? Well, let's bring back all these people who were fired because they didn't get the vaccine. Let's bring back all these people. Now we've known for a year and a half that the vaccines don't do shit. Let's bring back all these people who were fired for not getting the vaccine. How about it? How about that? So that's part of what's, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, in, they're in Martha's Vineyard in there. They were, they're, they're, they're saying goodbye to the people. I, I believe they shipped them off to Cape Cod, to some military base in Cape Cod. So think of a Republican doing that. Think of a Republican shipping the migrants over to a military base, an internment camp. With this, sending them to D.C., New York, Chicago, and that might be bad enough, Martha's Vineyard, and the Democrats are sending them off to to, to military installations. Around. It, it's absolutely insane. The double standard, which is allowed because of our media, because of our useless enemy of the people public media, is just insane. Insane. Here. Martha's Vineyard, okay. Actually, the population of Martha's Vineyard is 17,000. 17,000 people, and they got 50 five, zero migrant encounters. Del Rio, Texas, population 34,000. They got 50,000, so 15,000 more migrant encounters than actual residents, where 17,000 residents in Martha's Vineyard had to welcome 50 migrants, and they're shipping them over to a military base in Cape Cod. Del Rio, Texas is overrun. That's overrun when 15,000 more migrants come in than there are residents. That's called overrun. Martha's Vineyard, 50 people is not even like a, it's not even like a, a day in the life of a tourist. It's, it's a tourist destination, Martha's Vineyard. They get more tourists this time of year in one day than 50, and they ship them out. This is, a, DeSantis is a genius. He's a genius. He's an absolute genius for doing what he did. Absolute genius. Oh, boy. All right. So uh, I'm going to put out a last call. Is there anything else I want to talk about? Is there anything you want to talk about? Call in. Let's call. You can call in if you'd like. You can call in if you'd like. Um, once again, uh, Upsider Friday, if you're in the area, if you're in the Bay Area, meet up with some like-minded people, like-minded people. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Ron DeSantis. says Ron DeSantis. Biden declared the pandemic is over. So when will he let those discharged in the military due to vax mandates return to protecting our country? Exactly. It's over. If, hey, hey, Mr. President, you said it's over. So if the pandemic is over, what are these people, who are they a threat to? Of course, they were never a threat at all to begin with because the vaccines never stopped us anything. But especially now that you say it's over. Why aren't they allowed to come back and work? Why aren't they allowed to come back and work? You know why they aren't allowed to come back and work? Because they had to be punished. You see, these people need to be punished. The Democrats want to punish people who didn't listen to them. Doesn't matter they were wrong. 
doesn't matter they're authoritarian or fascist. They simply wanted to punish people. Once again, because they're not bringing them back as proof that it was all about punishment. And that punishment must remain. I mean, when did this party become so despicable? Were they always this despicable? Maybe we'll talk about that one night. Was the Democratic Party always despicable? Because this is absolutely disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. There's no other way to to phrase it. There's no other word that comes to mind other than disgusting. Yes, I'd love to go back to a time when people didn't denounce to the world they have a cold. Maybe we'll get back there eventually. Maybe we'll get back there eventually where people don't have to announce they have a cold. But once again, this is all part of what I've said before about the empty lives of people, right? COVID's given a lot of people a life. It's, it's, it's weird. I understand. It sounds very bizarre that a virus has given people life. But it's given a lot of people life. It's by, in fact, I'd like to say off the top of my head, that is what people are life and killed. Meaning people's lives are so empty and meaningless, so devoid of anything, that COVID filled it. So now they can go on Twitter and they've made friends who tell each other they have a cold. Right? They tell the world they have a cold. This is why, I'm sorry, I know there are people on Twitter who are honest and real, but when people go on there and they say things like, you know, I've this, I know 28 people who have died of COVID, I, uh, oh, I got COVID 17 times. I've got long COVID. My doctor says I have any doctor worth anything is not going to is not going to say you have long COVID, right? No doctor is going to say you have long COVID unless they're a fucking idiot. That's it. So, oh, oh, we have a call. Okay, but I'll give you one second just to finish that thought. I can't. I don't, I don't believe people anymore. When they go on Twitter and they say, I, a woman went on Twitter a couple of days ago and she said she's had monkeypox for 10 weeks. It's almost impossible to have monkeypox. She says, my monkeypox is in week 10. And she gave all these, I've had lesions for 10 weeks. They don't know what, and then she goes on to say, they don't know what it is. I don't know if it's monkeypox. So why the fuck did you just say it was monkeypox? People have gotten so crazy that they're reaching out to people who don't even know for some kind of sympathy. I think people make this stuff up just to have, just to, to garner sympathy from people that don't even know. It really is a weird thing what this virus COVID has done to people. Yay. Karthik, you're on the show. What's up? Hey, Mike. Nice to hear from you again. I just wanted to say you you. Thanks like... for calling. I was talking for an hour. No one called for an hour. Oh, my mistake. I was, uh, I just wanted to talk to some other people. But, you know, I, I always remember you always important. So I couldn't talk. Oh, anyway, thank you. Thank I you. wanted to say you sound like a dangerous anti-vaxxer, you know. I think you need I'm some, very dangerous. Uh, dangerous yeah. person. You need some nice, uh, cool censorship, you know, <laughs> which I'm sure that'll happen eventually on here anyway. But, dude, like, I cannot believe how many people are, like, still shitting their pants, man. It's like they want to be scared. Like, have you heard of these guys, uh, Walker Bragman? Oh, I can't stand Walker Bragman. Like, I remember, like, during, like when Omicron, like, first started, like, it was, like, December 2021. 20, yeah. Like, the first few cases of Omicron. Like, and then Walker Bragman was like, That's it. we need lockdowns tonight, even though like there's only like five or six cases announced so far like, like last december it was crazy and you know how walker bragman got his popularity he a bernie crat yeah yeah and like yeah. i heard he's like like his he grew up in the hamptons or whatever so he's yeah, just yeah, a like, he big progressive bernie crat who was anti-democratic now you know hated hillary hated biden and that's how he got i, I remember people telling me 
uh, back before COVID, my progressive friends, when they when they were my friends, said, oh, you got to follow this guy, Walker Bragman. And I said, well, why? And I looked him up. And he's like, oh, wow, look at this. He's all this pro-Bernie stuff. You know, he's calling out CNN, calling out MSNBC for being yeah. pro-Democratic. And all of a sudden, COVID hits. And just like Bernie Sanders and all the other progressive guys, he progressively became a nutcase. Yeah. Did you vote for Bernie? Twice. Sure. Oh, okay, me too. Yeah, no, that's why I voted for Bernie yeah. both times. I voted for Bernie both times. You know, I don't want I don't want him to run again. I don't think Oh, I, I agree. He's just gonna embarrass himself. Yeah, yeah, I don't want him to I don't and want him to probably I wouldn't, vote for him I wouldn't vote for him this time. But I mean I, I still I think it his it I at his age he shouldn't he shouldn't be running again. This is silly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well that's nice to hear because some uh I've heard some people call you a dangerous right winger. Like even if you were right winger, I wouldn't really care. Well, th- first of all, I don't I don't find the need anymore. You know, I can't this this thing that people on the left do with the they oh, you're a Trump supporter. You're, I don't even need to talk about. I'm not even. You know, then then yeah. people get they get scared. They go, oh, but I never voted for Trump. I voted. I who cares? Up your ass. You want to call me a Trump supporter? Good. You know what? I'd rather be a Trump supporter than a Biden supporter. Okay. I'd rather be a DeSantis uh, supporter than a. I don't new- know about that. I I don't really see much difference in them. Well, no. This look. Well, one is look. One's a lifelong politician, and one's not. Right. I mean. Biden's yeah. been a lifelong politician. He's been a lifelong liar for 50 years. If mm-hmm. you think Trump's a liar, he's been a liar for four years. Trump, yeah, he, Biden's yeah, been a liar for yeah. fucking century. This guy's lied. That's all he's done. Yeah, one definitely has a much higher kill count. Well, it's just he's been a, a politician since he was 20-something years old. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, whatever, 28, whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, there's I something wrong with that. Something. I think there's something wrong with that. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, like they have craving power. Well, you get so used to it, right? You get so used to one job and you get so used to lying. And in other words, he could lie and he'd always get reelected in Delaware, right? For sure. Right. Yeah. He could lie and he'd always get reelected. So there was no consequence. And look at both sides, man. Uh-huh. There are people who run in Mississippi who are Republicans that can lie. All right. They can lie. They, they can do whatever they want. They can cheat and steal and they'll get elected because they're Republicans in Mississippi. That's the problem. As I've said a million times with this two party system, unless you're in a purple state, you really have you don't answer to anybody. There's no one. There's, there's no consequences for your actions unless you live in a state that's very mixed, which is very rare. There's only a few of them, you know. So th- that's an issue. That's yeah, an and issue. like even in the per place, there's not really consequences because like, even if you lose, like you'll just get like lobbyist job or consultant job anyway, and you'll be even richer. Well, yeah, no, you might lose your. So there's your, not really. You might lose your seat in Congress or whatever, but you're right. Yeah, 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 but 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 you won't. As long as you serve the ruling class, you'll still be part of class. Right, that's true. No, this, the, the, absolutely. The, the system's all fucked up, you know, in, in many ways. But it's just, you know, when you talk about a guy like Joe Biden, it's just, it's just he, especially nowadays, it, it shows how entrenched these people are with lying. Because there was a time when you could lie not too long ago, and it would be tougher to find video of you lying. But For now, sure. people can pull it up in five seconds. And anybody, you don't have to be, you don't know, if you go back 20, 30 years, you could probably get it, but you had to be part of a news bureau to find the tape. Yeah. Now anybody in five seconds can go on YouTube and find that person lying and do it. Maybe even do a thirty-second or sixty. Dude, I I was so into Bernie Sanders. Me I'll too. Let you know a little secret here that I I did my own little thirty-second ads and I put them on. And oh, now, that's great. One of my ads was the the Biden thing with Social Security, where the guy says. I never voted to cut Social Security in this video of him saying it four mm-hmm. times. I, and yeah. yet, and it's, I'm like, oh, this is it. This is going to ruin him. This is going to end him. Of course it didn't. Oh, no, it won't. Because he just said I never did. Even though this video, they say I never said it or I didn't mean it that way or you edited it the wrong way. Look, 
a liar's a, a liar. These guy like Joe Biden is a sociopathic liar. Newsom, yeah. the yeah. liars. They're going to lie, and they don't care if there's evidence that they're lying. Yeah, he lied about marching with Nelson Mandela and uh, MLK. That should like end <laughs> yeah, your whole exactly. career. We don't even know if that guy Corn Pop is real. They have found him. Oh, I love that corn pop story. It's hilarious. Well, it's a hilarious story, but you know what? Did one investigative journalist at MSNBC or CNN or PBS try to find the guy? I don't know. Who knows? Wait a minute. If that's a true story, and you know, it, it was everywhere, right? I mean, the corn pop story was everywhere. You would think the corn pop or friend of corn pop would have come out, right? Well, I, I'm that guy. Hey, I'm corn pop. No one did. Joe yeah, Biden, they could even go like a fake shit. guy. Yeah, he just he just makes well, people up. I guess on the corn pop story because it happened like sixty years ago. You maybe because Joe Biden said, "Oh, that guy's dead a long time." You know, he was in a gang. He was in gang violence. He died when he was thirty or something. There's no evidence of him. I don't know. Like maybe something like that. But it's just a dumb story. It's well, he, dumb he, and he, funny. He wasn't smart enough to make up that part that he died, so no one can look him up. He didn't. He never said that. <laughs> yeah, never. I know, but I'm saying that would have been an excuse because, like, I think Joe Biden said he was like like a like a criminal, like he was in some gang or whatever, and he had like a. Knife or chain. Yeah, Joe or something. Biden made it sound like it was like West Side Story, you know, yeah, or like the Wild Wild West. Or the Wild, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like he was some gangster. Um, yeah, that, that's what he, that's what he made it sound like. But this guy's made up these stories forever. I mean, he, we know he had to drop out of that first presidential race, right, because of plagiarism. Yeah, first. and then like 2008, he couldn't get any votes. Yeah, so it's like the guy is always, the guy's always been a liar for the Democratic Party, a liar for himself, and a liar for the party. Push the party lie, yeah. you know, and that's you know, it's like I said, when you. When you don't, and not even to have the decency to come out now and say, "Oh, you know what? The thing I said about vaccines, you don't get it, it was wrong." He did, has he's never once said that. Oh uh, well, the thing is, there's not going to be any consequences because the, uh, everybody said. I remember uh, Rachel Maddow saying, "If you get the vaccine, the virus stops in its tracks." Or whatever. oh, she said it many times. Yeah, you can't not spread it. Right, and then they said, then they said the lie of the people who were spreading it, the the, the virus of the unvaccinated. Right, they 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 doubled and tripled uh, down yeah. on their lie. Yeah, they there's doubled. like some morons out there that the virus can only mutate uh, if an unvaccinated person catches it, which is like ridiculous. Of course, it's ridiculous. The whole thing is, and they once again, they've never once, they've never once had the humility to say we were we were wrong. We were last year. We were wrong. We were wrong about that. They, they, they can't. They, it's like remember, uh, uh, Happy Days. Fonzie couldn't say love. Do you remember that? Nah, I'm a little too young for Happy I Days. I don't want to hear you're young. Go watch Happy Days. What do you Have you heard of Hulu? Have you heard of Hulu? Do you know what Hulu? I is? ain't wasting my time on some Happy, Happy Days, Days show from like anyway. A Fonzie, years you know, ago. you know Fonzie Henry. Yeah, Henry, like his name was like Arthur Fonzarella or something. Yeah, he played the greaser, and he could never say the word love. He'd go. Well, these people can't say sorry. They can't say wrong. They can't say those words. They can't say wrong. They can't well, say. Well, if it. they apologize, it'll be like, "I'm sorry, we didn't bomb enough people." That's the only time they only <laughs> yeah, exactly. apologize in favor of the of the of the ruling class. Yeah, they'll say, uh, "We're sorry that uh, enough people didn't get vaccinated fast enough." It yeah. would have worked. It or worked. they're like apologize when it doesn't matter. Like, like I know, like some people have apologized for supporting the Iraq War, but that was like ten years ago after people made the trillions and everybody died. How old so, are you? How old uh, I'm 27. And where are you from again? Uh, Southern California. All right, you're okay. You're in SoCal, okay. Yeah, you're in Bay Area. Right, okay. I knew I, I, I knew I, I, I got you and someone else mixed up, but you're in SoCal, um, and so you, uh, well, you understand. You, you know all about Newsom. I mean, you're, you know, I don't have to tell you. Oh yeah, yeah. I know he's going to run for president either like this time or next time. Um, 
let's see. That's interesting. This time or next time. He's certainly acting as though it's going to be this time. Yeah, I think if Biden, for whatever reason, doesn't run, I think he needs to be one of the candidates. Like, well, the, I don't know why he wouldn't be. The, the crazy like, thing is he's got to have some – he's running this, like, shadow primary already against Biden. He? Well, he is. Yes, he's he's going after DeSantis as though he's the nominee. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know he's, like, challenged DeSantis yeah, he's, to he's, debates. Yeah, he's challenging him to debates as though he is going to be the nominee, the party nominee, not Joe Biden. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's just, like, clown shit. Well, or, 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 if you're a conspiracy theorist like I am, crazy conspiracy theorist, you, you know that maybe the party insiders, including Joe Biden, have given him the blessing to do this. Oh, position, yeah, I'm sure many people inside the establishment would rather have Newsom than uh, Biden run as the nominee. Oh, of course. The, 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 yeah, he's a much better actor. You know, he can well, sell the empire better. much better. Yes, he's younger. He speaks better. Yeah, yeah, of course. He looks yes. like an actor. Yeah, the hair gel keeps his hair in place perfectly. Okay. You know, so it's well. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, he's like so greasy. Yeah, so uh, just uh, look, everyone's a better everyone's a better can than Joe. Who's not a better can than Joe Biden? Maybe Kamala Harris? Uh, oh, yeah. No, yeah. Like, like uh, I don't know if I said this to you before, but like top three Democrats, Kamala, Biden, Pelosi, they're all acting like they're trying to compete to see who has more dementia. That's how well, I view this. I mean, K- Kamala probably has more go- – superficially, she has more going – identity politics she has going for her. For sure. You know, she's young. She's black woman, right? She's got that that Joe doesn't have. So that right there – and Democrats love that shit. You know, yeah. so that, right there, they, so would consider her, they would consider her better. You know, uh, you know, so it, it, look, the whole the whole party's clown car, Newsom, Buttigieg, Buttigieg, you know. Uh, yeah, Mayor Pete. Yeah, Mayor Pete, you know, you know, but it, how did Trump say it? Judge, Buttigieg, you know, that, that guy, you boot, know. Buttigieg. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's like a, it's, the whole party's a clown car. It's one big mm-hmm. clown car. There's, there's nobody who's really a serious person. That's why at least DeSantis is a serious person. He's a serious. I think DeSantis is a clown too. That's why, like, he's trying to like no. focus in on all the. Like, he thinks like if he just says anti woke, and maybe that will, maybe that'll. But like, like he he'll be like still talking about anti woke shit while he's like bailing out the banks if he wins this president. So well, he'll, he'll, he'll be robbing you while like clowning don't, you. I don't know he's gonna bail out the banks. How do we know that? You made that up. You have no clue. You're thinking because he's an establishment guy, he's gonna bail out banks. Right? Well, you know he's gonna do like a bunch of like pro corporate shit. You know he's gonna. He, he he's definitely gonna keep the good empire going. Um, who's, not, who, who's not gonna keep the good empire going? Oh yeah, I agree. They all are. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just saying like he'll pretend to be like popular, but he's also shit. not gonna shut down small businesses. Yeah, but like he's still gonna allow allow monopolies to like run. Around. It's it's not like he's gonna break up any like uh, corporations. Look, look. Let's say there are ten things that you and I are worried about. Right? There are ten things you and I can. We're not gonna do that. I'm saying hypothetically, there are ten things you and I agree on that we don't like, uh, that we didn't think they changed. And it could be corporatism, it could be immigration, it could be whatever. I think if a guy like Ron DeSantis does three or four of them, the way I see it, it's fine. For, you're not going to get everything, man. You're just not. Oh, I you're don't think gonna... he's going to do anything, just like I don't think Joe Biden's doing anything to help. No, 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 but I'm saying is... I, I, I view I, them as part of that duopoly, you know? He's not. He's already served notice that he's not going to lock down. He's not going to be to... Te- he's not going to authorize his... He's not going to show how much control and power he has over small businesses and people telling them to shut down, telling them to wear a mask, telling them you must get a vaccine to keep your job, telling you you must get a vaccine to pay your rent. He's going to shut the fucking border or try his best to do it. So there are things he's going to do 
theoretically, but I'm which sure can, he's going to do lots help. of other Shutting that border shit. alone, forget about migrants. I like the, most of them, to me, look like good people. I have no problem with them. But there is the trafficking. There is the fentanyl. There are the drug dealers. That is the problem. Even if it's just 2% of them, that's the problem. That Those people need to be shut down. And I have much more faith in DeSantis doing it than, than Biden or Kamala Harris or Pete Buttigieg. So look, 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 there are a few things that are very important to me right now, especially after the last two and a half years, right? The COVID stuff, the authoritarianism, the lockdowns, the, the passport, the, the, the mandates, all that stuff is very important to me. And I'd be very happy right now to have someone in the Oval Office who I know is not going to do any of that shit ever again while they're, in, while they're president. And they have yeah, the I don't think that any president upcoming would do a lockdown like, just because like, they already made their money. Because like, the point of lockdowns was to uh, transfer wealth. That's what the CARES Act was, and they already did that. But there's still other ways to do that that like don't involve lockdowns. That's why I'm not worried about like, well, no, but you uh, need lockdown in Biden second term or whatever. And Trump wasn't either. I mean, Trump wasn't a strong leader on COVID. He was totally blindsided. No fucking clue what he was doing. Put put Fauci there instead of instead of uh, you know. Oh and, yeah, Fauci, my favorite politician. Well, but he could have put you know uh, Atlas. He could. There were like five or six major doctors out of Stanford, like Jay Bhattacharya or Marty McCary, out of, that he could have put in front and center, and he put Fauci, and that was a well, huge... The, the medical establishment like, like hated those guys. That's what the FOIA request uh, showed in the emails uh, between Collins and Fauci. Yeah, but the president had the power to put the person they wanted in there. You could bet the yeah, Santas would not have been bullied around to put Fauci. <laughs> you, that's just that right there. If the Santas Oh, yeah, I love Fauci. You know, I, I loved it when he locked me down. And then pretended that he was anti-lockdowns. Of course, that was great. That was the best part. And anti-school closures when he was. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. um, do you know who? Uh, I'm going to go for this, but do you know who uh, uh, Leanna Wen is? Uh, what is this, the greatest hits night for you? Everyone you mention, I despise. <laughs> okay, well, no, like because like uh, she's like one of the most pro-lockdowns, as you know. Yeah. And then now and she she's so, like and against and it. Pro-mask for a very long. Yeah, time. everything like pro like uh, anti-freedom to uh, right. borrow a phrase. But anyway, so now she's like against the school accounts and like lockdowns in general because she's like, oh, my kid is having her learning kid. difficulties. Yeah, her kid. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what a narcissist. And um, have you ever seen TYT, I'm guessing? Sure. Okay. Well, obviously, as you might guess, they're, at the beginning, they're very pro lockdowns, you know, mandate, whatever. And now because like the CEO, Jen Hugo, has like two small kids, like elementary things, like kids, I think. So now he thinks that the school lockdowns were a bad idea because of learning loss. So these so guys are like they finally figured they finally out. They finally figured that out. But when we said that, meaning me and others two years ago, they said we were crazy. They said, "You yeah, we know, yeah." Uh, Jenk actually had a debate like a few, like I think last year or something, like around the Omicron time. Yeah, with these two people that are like, anti mandates, uh, vaccine mandates specifically, and um, and they were clowns because like they they said that like the Republican Party is trying to bring communism to America, which is whatever just ridiculous but anyway so jank lost his shit when they said they like they're against anti-vaccine mandates because of bodily autonomy yeah and he said like you're gonna kill my mom and kids and wife if you don't get the vaccine i was like dude calm down man you're sound like a psycho well they all went crazy with this hysterical yeah. based on their fear their own their fear of their own existence and their lives look it was it was very it's a very sad thing to see yeah so cowardly when people were so cowardly when they couldn't think straight or just use basic common sense, you know? 
And as facts came in, they couldn't adjust to it because they were still afraid. And people now are still afraid. That's why you see them wearing masks. Dude, there are people on Twitter. Oh, in their car. Yeah, basis 95 saying, masks in their car. Yeah, and there are people who on, on Twitter, I see on Twitter all the time with a photograph of themselves on an airplane with a mask. And the guy just tweeted, today, I'm the only one of 150 people with a mask. I think I might do this forever. So they think that's normal? They think that's yeah, normal? They think they're superior than us. That's why they're doing it. But I think they're, but they're, very, they're very sick. They're very sick yeah. and not with COVID. They're mentally, psychologically, they, they got fucked up mm-hmm. and it's going to be tough for them to get over that, you know, but you're right. I, I think there's a self-righteousness instead of there. There's no self, there's no realization that maybe something wrong with me. Maybe something, not everyone else, but like me, you know? Well, on the off chance that I, the point oh one chance I might d- die from coronavirus, I have to wear the mask. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's what they'll probably say. Yeah. Or except for them, it's like fifty percent chance they think. Well, good. when you have obsessive compulsive disorder or hypochondria, you justify things in your head to justify those mm. things. That's that that's the illness. You justify it in your head. You know the uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. I gotta I gotta check the lock a million times. You know that I lock that, and I gotta go back there five, six, seven. It's a, you saw? Have you seen as good as it gets? With Jack Nicholson, or you're too young for that? No, movie? no. I, I've uh, I think the only Jack Nicholson movie I saw is Batman. Oh my, you, you're killing me here. You're making, you're killing me right well, now. Well, I'm on the younger side. You know, I'm almost Gen Z. I'm, I'm on the border between Gen Z and millennial. I, you know, but there is something called streaming. Gen Z knows that, right? You create. Yeah, I, tr- I honestly try to stay away from electronics as like, ancient <laughs> as that sounds, you know? If you, if you I'm want, probably if... the only young person that like tries to like not stay on screen so much. As Good As It Gets is a fantastic film. It's one of Jack Nicholson's best performances. He plays a guy with OCD. Anyway, if you want to oh, see, see it, you should. And if you see it, you'll thank me because it's such a great film. But, yeah, I mean, these people have issues. And instead of admitting they have issues and maybe seeking out help for these issues, they act as though those issues signal virtue. It's hey, really- hey, hey, that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Incremental change, one step at a time. You know, we listen to the science. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question about the death rate, which I'm not sure any of us know the answer to, truly. Yeah. So last time I checked two days ago, according to CDC data, it said the death rate is 1.3%, you know, K amount of cases, ratio of deaths. So it's around 1 million, like 1.049 million. So I wonder if that includes deaths due to COVID or with COVID. Because I'm guessing, like, at least some of them are with COVID. Because I know for sure, at least in Michigan, the public health had like admitted that when they count a COVID death, it's oh, not it's yeah. not just from COVID. It also includes people that died with COVID. That's why we're seeing so, – is, is that every state or just Michigan or maybe some other few states? Because I really you, don't you, know. The way they, you mean the way they put out the numbers? Yeah, like how they count deaths. Because in Michigan, the, they're public health heads. So, like, they're, like, the local version of Fauci, you can say. And um, they actually have separated with and then with COVID? And no, no, COVID. they admitted – no, they, they, they what they admitted is – how they count a COVID death is um, they include uh, both with COVID and from COVID. So, like, let's say that there's, like, 10 people that die. So, let's say that, like, there's 10 people that die. Five of them got hit by a car and had a COVID test and it was positive. Well, yeah, as, as long as they're in the ICU. Uh-huh. Um, well, I'm guessing, like, I don't know if they would get well, yeah, whatever. It's that as long as they're in the ICU, it counts as a uh, COVID death, whether it's, let's say they die from, I don't know, me, I don't know, something like the flu or, you know, measles. Yeah, something. Or, or they have, or they have uh, diabetes or something. Yeah, whatever, something like that. And this is according to ICU numbers. So, or maybe ER too, but I don't know. But yeah. I don't know if it was ICU or just ER or both, but it was specifically, she said, 
the way they count COVID deaths is with and from. So is that just Michigan or is that like most of the states or all the states? I don't know. Um, I've my experience is most of the states have not differentiated. It's just COVID. If you if you if you yeah, yeah, you like the Michigan hospital, lady said, if you're in a hospital and you have a COVID test that's positive and you die, you die of COVID. You're a COVID death. You you go on the ticker as a COVID death. Yeah, yeah, I know. At one point, Fauci said, "I forgot." Like I think it was like somewhere in 2021. Yeah, they, he they, said, they started admitting that they were different. They should have been differentiating, and there wasn't. But they never actually did it. Yeah, I think he admitted like they're testing everybody in the hospitals now. Right. They never, but they never actually said we've gone and looked at this. This is probably yeah. what needs to happen. Like if Republicans take over, there needs to be accountability. They need to go back and look and say, "Oh, we said 875,000 people died of COVID. No, actually, 125 people died of nothing but COVID. The rest died because." All these other pre-existing conditions. Various are other. That's what we're seeing now, man. Nine, nine out of ten people dying are elderly. From yeah, COVID. it's like eighty something average. Yeah, age. And I know, like these other conditions. Yeah, like, I think CDC data says like they have, on average three or four comorbidities. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But no, we we, we got to be scared. Right. But, Incremental but never, change. Right. But they've never they've never updated those numbers. They've never done anything to adjust them. From time to time, they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe this, that, and the other thing. But they've never actually changed the real – the raw number is still the same. And you still have people like Biden quoting the raw number, right? 985,000 people have died. They've never changed the narrative. So that's, 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 a, that's a huge problem. That's a huge problem. You know, they, they need to come out and say, you know, 70% of the people that we had dying of COVID didn't, didn't. But they'll never say that because then people will get pissed <laughs> You're saying the truth. The truth is dangerous. Yeah, because then people say, what the fuck did you do to us? Wait a minute. This killed uh, only 18% of you. Wait a minute. Well, I thought it killed a million people. What'd you do to me? Why'd you shut my business down? They don't want that. Why'd You're you sounding like a cool? used car salesman. Yeah. I mean, anyone can find this information out. Look, uh, I'm not a genius that knows more than other people, but I know this information. Anyone can find the real information and the real facts they want, but most people don't bother. Yeah, I know, like, comedians have, like, mocked people for doing their own research. It's so dumb. Oh, that's ridiculous. And, like, not just comedians, like, many people, obviously. You should do your own research on everything. Forget just COVID. A war? How about a war? What Wait hey, a minute. Yeah. The liberals love doing their own research on wars, but they don't want to do their own research on viruses. Okay. Right. Well, there's many uh, lefties that go along with the war, too. You know, like, right now in Ukraine. Well, that's a but that's a virtue signal war against Putin. Well, yeah, but it's still a war. They're still, like, and, and they haven't, like, provided any, any reason for why they're funding the war right like there's no reason there's like oh just we got to do it automatically no debate no discussion the left went along with iraq for a couple of years before they woke yeah. up to, you know, hey mike stuff. uh I, I gotta go to sleep man you know go ahead you go to sleep see ya talk to you later good talking to you all right okay all right all right um he went to sleep and uh cheech by the way i've been making cheech laugh for the last hour and a half he's too tired to call in hey i'm tired and i do a show but anyway but uh, Cheech has said that I've made him laugh the entire time. Am I that funny? Do I amuse you like a clown? Is that what you mean, Cheech? Come to come to Upsider, Cheech, on Friday and tell me how much I amuse you. Anyway, I'm making you laugh even more, right? Anyway, okay. Yeah, there you go. You see? <laughs> Can you believe there are people who, because they're 20, I don't want, I hate, I love that, I love that kid, Karthik, I don't want to talk about him behind his back, but I am. In general, you know, these kids in their 20s, and, and they say, oh, I, I'm too young for that. Well, you know, I'm too young for a lot. I'm too young for, like, shows from the 50s, yet I always knew the Honeymooners, 
I mean, I was a, a, an infant when things were like a odd couple were on, but I know all of them. I've watched many of them because you can. You don't have to only exist in that time to watch these things, especially now with streaming. So really, come on, there's a lot of great stuff. Cheat, you know, because you're a fan of um, Dawn of the Dead and the Romero stuff, and anyone who's 25, 30, 35 years looking at it, oh, I'm too young for that. Well, I know Saw. Well, stream it. Go on YouTube. You know, it always amazes me when people say that they're too young for certain cultural things. I don't, I never got it. I mean, I'm way too young for the Twilight Zone. And yet I, I've watched every Twilight Zone episode probably at least once, twice or three times each. Every, every single episode. Because I can. And so can you. Okay. Amen. Exactly. And on that, on that amen from Cheech, uh, I'm going to end the show. This has been in Let's Be Heard. My name is Mike Cachopoli, and uh, you'll be able to catch me again every night this week at 11 p.m. Every night this week, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, and uh, I hope to be hearing from you as well. Uh, remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.